Hello all and welcome back to the Ascent Cycling Podcast for daily recap number 18 following today's stage between Roveretto and Stradella, a long stage, the longest stage of this Giro 231 kilometers, which saw an Italian win of one of the strongest riders on this Giro so far, Alberto Betiol from Yef taking a second inline win in his career after the Ronde van Vlaanderen. He wins in the breakaway ahead of Simone Consoni from Cofidis and Nicolas Roche in a third position. But first of all, Drew, how are you today? Very well, thank you, Guillaume. How are you? I'm, I'm absolutely ecstatic. I'm a big fan of Alberto Betiol. I think everyone is. Uh, and I think everyone's happy to, uh, to see him when he, he was stuck to babysitting duties since the start of this zero for Hugh Carthy when it was either on the Stradetto in Montalcino or even yesterday in Sega Diala. And today he had his chance. He's had one chance, one opportunity, and he took it. Exactly what I was about to say. Literally, he's been tied to Carthy for 17 stages, apart from the time trial. And his one opportunity, he blows everyone away. In a pretty strong breakaway, you have to say. Remy Cavagna, he looked to have it wrapped up at, at one point. You know, he had a 30-second lead heading into the final 15k or so. But Bestiol made his move and he did all the work himself. Nicholas Roche was, was on his wheel briefly, but Special, you know, he did all the pulling, dropped the Irishman, caught Cavagna, and Cavagna absolutely bonked in the wheel of Betio. He couldn't follow Betio to the top of that climb. And I'm so happy to see Betio get his, his first Grand Tour stage win. I think it's his fifth Grand Tour now. He, he's been a few years pro. He doesn't win often. Like you say, he's only won the Tour of Flanders bar the time trial at Etoile de Bessege. So he doesn't win often, and I'm really happy he's finally got his first Grand Tour win. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, it was a big breakaway. Actually, all of our predictions were in the breakaway, bar my Pasqualon, who was my third position. But I had Vendrame, you had Rudici, they were both here. I had Bevin for P2, you had someone else for P2, but I know he was there as well. Um, so yeah, it was a big breakaway. And for a long time, we actually thought that potentially we'd have the win. Udisi being in the breakaway following yesterday's performance on Sega Diala, he looked strong. And once again, Udisi was strong today. I think he just probably reacted once again, a tad too late um, to Betiol's initial move uh, but Remy Cavagna finishes ninth today what a ride though from the Frenchman attacked after the first hill um, when I believe it was Zana and Battistella we had in the breakaway and then Cavagna just a missile a thermonuclear attack as some would call it and he took easily 30 seconds on everyone we didn't think we'd see him again uh, but Betiol single-handedly came back on the Frenchman, dropped him in the final hill. Uh, but yeah, Remy Cavagna has to be mentioned in shape and potentially a good thing for him um, for the time trial coming up. The Canucks still looking for their first win on this Giro 2018. They certainly are. And you, you called it a thermonuclear attack. I, I wouldn't quite call it that. It was almost, it was just on the edge for me of a thermonuclear. But yeah, okay. I think Gianni Vermeer tried to follow him and he, he gave up almost immediately. Um, and yeah, Cavagna, I thought, you know, once he's gone, he usually isn't seen again, but he couldn't quite hold on today. I don't think he's quite at his very best form at this Giro d'Italia from mm -hmm. what I can tell. Usually he's in the breakaways every other day. Obviously, he has been working for Remco quite a lot. Um, but yeah, still, he, he doesn't look quite at his very, very peak like Alberto Betio does right now. And I think you mentioned Ulysses there. I, I was watching him closely, as you can imagine. Um, and I think he tried to follow Betio when he made his second move. And he just couldn't follow. He literally couldn't follow on the hilly terrain, Ulysses terrain. And Bessiel just rode him off his wheel like pretty much everyone else. So I think Bessiel came in, or sorry, I think Ulysses came in P5 today. Um, so oh, I, I was hopeful. I was really hopeful um, when I saw 
my pick and yours in the in the early breakaway. Um, but again, I stayed two one down um, on you in the prediction game. I think Udisi probably paid um, the efforts he made yesterday in Sigadiala yeah. because once again he was like first of the peloton or something along those lines. Actually, third of the peloton, but. Yeah, he probably paid the efforts today. He would have had the legs um, had he not done that. Uh, and then you also had Nika Sant, I think, in your prediction. Finishes in P4. Um, Ahad Vendrame finishes in P14. Didn't see much of him, if I'm being honest. I think um, he he had his chance on stage 12 in Pagno di Romagna. And that's where he got his chance. He took it. Congratulations to him. Uh, but yeah, as you said, we are still 2-1 with three stages left to go, including, including a time trial, sorry. I mean... It's still very close, but no one has won in seven days. We'll see. I mean, it looks like it's going to end 2 1 right now, but I think we need to shout out Simone Consoni of Cofidis. Really great ride by him today to second place, and I enjoyed his interview as well. Um, he seemed pretty satisfied with the second, obviously missing out on his first Grand Tour stage as well, but he said Bessio was a different league today, and he's happy to see Bessio win. So it's nice to see that from uh, the countryman, obviously, of Betio. Also, Samuel Battistella of Astana Premier Tech. He was in that front group as well, just behind Betio, um, crossing the line second from that breakaway. The young Italian for Astana, he's he's a very good rider. And they had Gorka Izagiri in the breakaway as well. And clearly, Battistella, a lot stronger than him today. So he's definitely a rider to watch, the man who uh, who stole the Under-23 World Championships from um, Niels Eckhoff a few years ago in uh, in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's actually Gorka Izagire was actually surprising for me today because he was on his kind of terrain, the kind of hills you can find in the Basque Country. So basically, it was like a home race for him. And uh, I mean, to to quote what a word you would use often, he bonked very quickly. Uh, I think it's on the first move of, Al- of Alberto Betiol, and he actually finishes eight minutes behind the uh, Italian, still fifteen minutes ahead of the peloton. We didn't mention them, but didn't do anything today. One thing to mention, though, peloton-wise, I guess, Giulio Ciccone, out of the Giro d'Italia following yesterday's crash. Uh, I believe Remco Evenepoel is also out. So, yeah, once again, the GC riders falling or dropping like flies on this Giro. Uh, three stages left to go, and hopefully we won't have any more incidents. Yeah, those two riders, big riders to go home today. Also, Nick Schultz mm-hmm. as well. Um, he's really, we've mentioned multiple times, really underrated rider. And uh, yeah, I think Yates may miss him quite a bit in the following stages to come. But 23 minutes and 30 seconds, the Peloton were behind Alberto Betio today. Guillaume, can you remember, as a grand tour, a, a margin that large between the breakaway and the uh, and the Peloton? I don't think I can, if I'm being honest. I don't think I can. Like, I, I could think of maybe up to 15 minutes, but 23 minutes, that's a lot. That's a lot. You rarely see over 20. Guys, if you know of a bigger breakaway win, please let us know because I personally can't remember one either. One last mention uh, from the breakaway. You've mentioned Samuel Battistella, the young Italian from Astana. I'm going to mention Natnel Tesfatian from Eritrea. Uh, he rides for Androni. There was three Eritreans at the start of this race. Natnel Beran has since uh, well, DNF'd. Gebrek Zabia crashed. But Tesfatian doing very well uh, for, I believe, what is his first Grand Tour uh, still very young, 22-year-old, and getting his first top 10 on the Giro. I believe he's already got like a top 20 in, I think it was Foligno, if I'm correct. Uh, but a very, very good ride for him. He had Simon Pelo with him in the breakaway as well. Uh, but he held on, finished in the first group uh, with the likes of Consoni, with the likes of Ulissi. So very, very good performance and um, a lot of hope in the future for Nathaniel Tesfaisson. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure what type of rider he is exactly right now. He looks like kind of a, a pure puncher. He struggles on the longer climbs from what we've seen at the Giro so far. But I think the terrain today really suited him. So yeah, really nice to see him um, up there as well. Taking a look ahead then to the penultimate mountain stage then at the Giro d'Italia stage 19. We do have an altered route for this stage due to the cable car disaster from um, last week where Unfortunately, some people did lose their lives, which was on the Motorone mountain. So the route has avoided that section, which does make the stage a little easier on paper because we've replaced that first category climb early on with a fourth cat climb. So um, yeah, that is going to alter the stage a little bit and make it slightly easier. But still, really, this this stage is all about the final ascent, I think, Guillaume, the Alp de Mira. It's nine kilometers in length and around 9% gradient as well. So it's fairly similar to the Sega Diala, perhaps slightly easier in terms of both length and, uh, and gradient as well. Um, and yeah, I think we'll pretty much see all the action in the GC, especially on that final climb. I think so as well. I think um, the Motarone being removed is potentially um, sad for some riders that would have gone into the breakaway, the likes of Geoffrey Bouchard, who could have sealed the mountain classification there. But I think for the GC riders and for the stage win, if the peloton does fight for it, I don't think it's going to change anything, if I'm being uh, honest. That final climb, um, I did overlook it when I first took a look at the profile of the stages. I didn't think stage 19 would be that much of a, of a tough stage, per se. But um, the last eight kilometers are above 9%. Uh, the last six are above 10.5 with a max, I think, at 14. So it is a tough climb. It is a tough climb. We'll see, first of all, how the peloton behaves. And by peloton, I mean how Ineos behaves because we saw the first signs of weakness from Egan Bernal yesterday. And was it a one-off or is it going to be a recurring theme in the last two mountain stages? If so, I think we'll see Ineos riding potentially differently as they have um, earlier in this Giro. And I'm pretty much certain that despite losing Nick Schultz, Simon Yates will try and put the Malia uh, Rosa in difficulty. Damiano Caruso is most likely going to try to either stay with Yates or Bernal regarding of who's first. Uh, but tomorrow can be a very interesting stage. Certainly will be. And that point on any else you make on how they're going to ride for me, again, I have to bring up Nick Schultz mm -hmm. because Bike Exchange are the team who've just taken it to the Grenadiers. And without Nick Schultz, I think that may deter them from doing the same here. It's a real shame because, you know, made the race really exciting. It put Bernal in difficulty. Um, it gave the Peloton a chance at the stage win. And yeah, without Nick Schultz, I'm not sure if Bike Exchange have the pure strength in the mountains. They've got Nieve, they've got Kanga as well. So they do have some riders to help Simon Yates, but definitely not, I think, of uh, Nick Schultz's quality from what he's shown at this Giro, especially. So, um, yeah, we'll see if someone else maybe takes it up as well. I'm not sure if Bahrain Victorious have the numbers. Um, so maybe we're, we're relying again on the likes of EF, Astana. But again, Astana have had issues with Vlasov suffering in the last few days. Same with Carthy. So I'm not sure either of those teams will be particularly keen on picking it up either. If I see one team picking it up in the Peloton, I might even go with De Kern at Quickstep because, you know, depending on how many riders they have in the breakaway, Joao Almeida is the is the rider with massive momentum alongside Simon Yates right now. Mm -hmm. He is, he is. And I was actually going to mention Joao Almeida, hadn't you done it? Um, I think they are the dark horse of this stage because they have nothing to play GC-wise. I mean, all right, Joao Almeida needs to gain about eight minutes if he wants to challenge for the Maliarosa this uh, Sunday. I don't really think that's going to happen. I know the Giro is known for throwing curveballs, but I don't see it happening. Um, but just like we had on Sega Diala, you could have Kite Seri imposing a really high tempo 
at the very start of the climb and then Joel Medak can just try to go up in the distance and either, I mean, go solo or go with the likes of Yates. Uh, but you've mentioned Nick Schultz being gone. I think that's a real blow for them. Uh, what I'll do say though is that bike exchange has been extremely quiet uh, up until this week. And when you've got the likes of Kangat and the likes of Nieve, you've got experienced riders and I think they probably will be able to fill in the shoes, maybe not at 100%, but at least 90% of what Nick Schultz had uh, been doing on this Giro. Uh, it's an L for Bike Exchange, but I don't think it's the end of the world to have lost him. And as long as Simon Yates has the legs, I think that's what matters. Yeah, for sure. It's all about the legs of this climb. It's a, it's a really difficult climb, like you say. You may overlook it somewhat with the other mountains we've got this race, but, you know, the final 5%, well over 10. The final 5K, sorry, well over 10%. It's really, really punishing final to the stage here. And I think we could see some big gaps again, like we saw in the Sega Diala, depending, of course, how the stage is ridden as well. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how the stage is going to go. I'm not sure if the breakaway have another chance. Guillaume, what do you think? Do you think the breakaway may take the stage again? Um, I think if Bernal hadn't shown weakness on Sigadiala, the breakaway would have won. However, I feel like now the mindset in the peloton is that Bernal is weak. Or at least there is a slight chance that you can defeat Egan Bernal. And I think that's going to push some of the teams in the GC. I mean, De Conanc, potentially EF. I think Hugh Carthy has like been slightly disappointing um, this week. And I think he probably wants to come back at least on the top five i think the, the you, you can safely get the top five you need to be uh, i think vlasov and Bardet. i think he can do it so ef can base it they've got an unreal alberto betiol as well to help them doing that uh i think back exchange will pace i think bahrain might at one point potentially bilbao do something i don't think so but if you can put bernal and genius in a tough position i think you do it so for me the peloton will win tomorrow yeah, I'm with you. I think the Peloton takes this one. It depends who gets into that mm -hmm. early breakaway. We do have quite a long flat section before the first climbs. And yeah, the first two climbs of the day aren't particularly difficult, particularly compared to the Alpha de Mira. So if they can get a big lead, they do have a chance. But like you say, I feel like some teams in the Peloton will definitely be interested that aren't Ineos. So it's prediction time again, and I remain two on down to Guillaume. So I need a miracle. I need to pull the rabbit out of the hat, you could say. Guillaume, who are you going for for stage 19? Uh, I'm going to go for the rider with momentum for his first ever professional win. Joe Almeida will win tomorrow at the Alpe di Mera ahead of Simon Yates. And in third place, we're going to have Egan Bernal. I don't think he's going to lose that much time. I think the issues were one-time thing. I think the Munich Caruso will be very close to Bernal as well, um, meaning that the Italian will still be in the running should he try to go for Mallorca. Now I have an issue. Now I have a real issue because my, my provisional pick was Joao Almeida. I was, I was pretty confident on him. But two one down, can I afford to waste the day with the same pick as you? I don't think I can. So I'm going to have to divert my pick elsewhere, that's for sure. So I'll go Gerard Almeida, second place. And now who do I go for is the big question. I'm tempted by Simon Yates, but I'm also tempted by Davide Formolo from UAE Team Emirates, who has a chance from the breakaway. But will they get to the line again? I just don't know. So you know what? I'll risk it. I'll go for Davide Formolo of UAE Team Emirates to uh, win stage 19. I'm not sure why. Um, it's just a... a uh, a pick under pressure, I guess. Now you've stolen Joao Almeida. So I'll, I'll go for Formula. I'll go for Almeida second. 
And I'll go for Simon Yates in third place to continue to pile the pressure on Egan Bernal. And here I believe that you wanted to win. <laughs> David Formolo. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be playing. We'll be yep. playing this kit, this clip in uh, stage twenty in the daily recap twenty when uh, when it's back to all, Gil. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, we're going to do that. <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoyed listening to the pod today. If you did, make sure you drop likes, subscriptions, follows, good reviews. They all help us out massively. Let us know as well what you think of our predictions. I may have bottled it just a little bit. Uh, judging by Guillaume's reaction only we'll see let us know uh, what you think and who you think is going to win stage 19 of the Giro as well Guillaume do you have any final words um yes I do Joe you're going to lose tomorrow because Joel made that takes the win cheers guys see ya <laughs>